0: Hello, you are listening to the OmniTalk Fast Five, brought to you in partnership with Microsoft, the a and consumer and retail group, Takeoff and Suzzle. The OmniTalk Fast Five podcast is the podcast that we hope makes you feel a little smarter, but most importantly, a little happier each week, too. Today is April 7th. I'm your host, Ann Mazinga.
1: And I'm Chris Walton.
0: And we are here once again to discuss all the top headlines making waves in the world of Omni Channel Retailing. And Chris, I have to say, we are basically in a scene of Big Little Lies. We are live in Monterey right now. I am like, I am taken aback by the beauty of this city. I told you, I was like, I'm so inspired here. Like, are you, is the same Monterey magic happening to you, or is it just me?
1: Yeah, I know it is. It's so beautiful here. I I hope we're in Big little Lies in the good part, not the like battery part cuz that was that would be too intense for me, but um Oh my god. But, yeah. Or but, the death you know, part. Yeah, yeah right? Like the push it. down the <laughs> stairs part, but uh no <laughs> no shocker there for anyone. That's kind of a key element of plot point of the whole show. But yeah, no. It's right. so beautiful here. You can I can tilt my camera for those watching like I've got the ocean right behind me. You've got the ocean right behind me due to technical difficulties we are in two different places filming this in the same spot. We're actually like probably Fifty yards away from each other. I but, can uh, wave at you. I can. Hey, wave at how's it you, Chris? going? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're we're here at the Sea Otter Summit. We just finished up. We uh, presented an annual Fast Five for the outdoor industry. Yes. It was a blast. And yeah, what'd you think? A live
0: version, a live version of the Fast Five. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. You know, like I love the it's show. A shit. Change of pace. Yeah. And it reminded me of like the Schitt's Creek live show where you just like have it happening in front of you. And, you know, people saw a little of how the sausage is made, but I think it was fun. And I have to say, like, you know me, I am like, I'm trying, I'm the aspiring outdoors person, but this has really made me be like all in. Like I want to buy one of the taxo like
1: campers and just just get out of town. Yeah, yeah. Immediately. Yeah. 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 I know. Yeah. You aspire to be that. You aspire to be that. Yeah. yeah but, uh, aspire. But, not yeah, there but, yet. Hey, there's the guy walking through the back. Um, uh, yeah, but you know, for me, I thought it was great. It was good for us to do. Like it was a platform that, you know, if anyone's interested in listening, you want to take it to their, your company, your brand, we could easily do that. So it was a blast to get that, get that live and under our belt for the first time. The other thing that's been cool, Ann is yeah. we have been rocking up the charts last week in shop talk. We reached like number seventh on the podcast. uh uh, the retail podcast list yeah on on the apple podcast if you search retail we were number seven last week like ahead of people like the retail profit you know like or like the retail doctor which by the way it got me thinking like what (laughs) is christmas dinner or thanksgiving dinner like for those people like you know like you you, if i couldn't pull that off like if i tried to be the omni-channel oracle at at, my family would like laugh (laughs) me out of the room they'd be like Oh, really? What are you going to have for, I bet you know what I'm going to have, for how much, how many peas I'm going to put on my plate, Chris, you know, or how yeah. many slices of lamb am I going to have at this Christmas dinner? Like, I just couldn't it no, that. Off. No
0: special treatment there. No, I know my, uh, my son, we were looking at his TikToks the other day and he's like, your name is Omnitalk and What does that even mean? Like that's the worst name I've ever heard of. So no, I don't think that we're going anywhere with our titles here. Um, no special yeah, our, treatment from anyone. Our, our
1: Italian Catholic families would laugh us out of the room. If we tried to pull <laughs> off something like that. Right. Yeah. And by the way, I'm sure. we are both Italian, even though Ann looks like it more than I do, but all right, and let's get mm. to it this week. This week, we got some headlines. We've got news on Farfetch and Neiman, Jure and what's called automated attribution, Kroger getting into restaurant supply, Alexa giving advanced notification on deals. But we take off today with news out of Target, and
0: Yes, Chris. According to CBS News, Target will now accept food stamps for online food purchases. So the way it works is that Target customers will pay for items using their EBT debit card at checkout, just like they would any other debit card or credit card, um, and will receive their food orders through the company's delivery service arm shipped. So um, the option to pay with food stamps will likely begin later this month. And Target is joining other competitors, Amazon and Walmart, who already offer this option. Um, Chris, I mean, you and I, you and I have worked for Target. We know what a feat this can be to pull off. What are your thoughts on this?
1: I love this. I think it's great. It's great. You know, this is something, yeah, I mean, for those of that have been, for those listeners have been with us a long time, we started talking about the need for this or the further development in this space. Right when the pandemic was happening, even, I think we might even started talking about it before the pandemic happened as well, but you know, it's just not something that's been capable online. You haven't been able to redeem your food stamps online. Here you have Target doing it, which the other point I bring up that's really cool about this to me is, you know, Target hits this population. You know, you think of Target as more aspirational than a Walmart, but at the end of the day, and I don't remember the exact number, but the average household income, household income that shops at Target is like 50 to $60,000, maybe even 40 to $60,000. It's right. not that much. So this is meaningful to people and people want to buy things digitally. Now it just makes their lives easier. So if you can, if if you can light up food stamps online, by all means, it's going to drive value. And, you know, to me, it's just more of what you expect from target while they're, while they're kicking butt of late, expect more, pay less to a T. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah. That was my exact, I think, comment about this story was that, you know, it's, it's cementing target as their position in the market to retain these consumers both, you know, from the delivery perspective right now, and then I think down the road, as you start to look at bringing this into curbside pickup and other other options for getting the product, that's still something that I'm a little curious about. I wasn't able to find out, you know, if Target's going to be subsidizing the delivery, like we've seen Instacart do, because right. it still costs $7 for delivery um, with ships. So I think that's something just to keep in mind to continue to pay off uh, the expect more pay less and to retain those customers.
1: Right, 100. That's a great point. Yeah, the economics of it will probably determine the acceptance of this too. But you know, I hope we see right. more people do it because, like you mentioned, like it's Amazon, Walmart, now Target. But like, let's get this, you know, more, you know, through the industry and hopefully the technology is being put in place to make that happen pretty easily. All right, Absolutely. let's do headline number two. And Farfetch is investing up to 200 million dollars in the Neiman Marcus Group, according to Retail Dive. Farfetch and the Neiman Marcus Group on Tuesday announced a global strategic partnership that has the luxury online marketplace making a minority common equity investment of up to $200 million in the legacy department store company, which also runs its namesake banner, as well as Bergdorf Goodman. The partnership's first project will be to replatform Bergdorf Goodman's website and mobile applications using Farfetch platform solutions to expand its global capabilities and services, according to a press release. Both Bergdorf and Neiman Marcus will join the Farfetch marketplace as a partner, quote, Adding participating brands in key global geographies," end quote, as was stated in the press release. And what do you think about this one?
0: I love this. You know, back a few months ago, I talked to the chief product officer Kelly Kowal. Do you remember that one, Chris? For the for the women's retail collective?
1: Of course, I do. Kelly Cole is one of yes. my favorite
0: people ever. Got to interview her yes, at Shop I know. Talk. She's awesome. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing. And you know, at that time, she was just talking about using their platform to help smaller boutiques, to like get them to the level to really get out there, become omnichannel. Um, there was no discussion at that time about like bringing the most well-known luxury department store no. in the world onto this platform. So this is why I think this story is so intriguing. Um, I think this is also cool to think about what Farfetch might be able to do in the remaining Neiman stores in Bergdorf too, like down the road, like Mm. do we start to see luxury resale taking place in these, in these environments? Like what about returns? Like maybe even, live shopping events like happening in person? Like how do they take this platform that has this solid, you know, especially Gen Z, millennial, even the next generations coming into the luxury goods area? Like how does this kind of help them cement Farfetch as the brand and, and Neiman's too, Neiman's and Bergdorf.
1: Yeah. That, wow. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about all those angles. I mean, I, I, I agree. Like to me, this is, this is a fascinating story and kudos to you for fighting for the story to make the list. Cause I think in retrospect, it's definitely a dead ringer for a, a top five headline. Um, But you know, when I first read the headline and I was like, wait, what? Farfetch is investing in Neiman's and not the other way around, you know, not that right, Neiman probably should, right. but like, I was like, wait, how's that work? Cause it's, it's kind of counterintuitive when you step back from the story but it's a counterintuitive, it's counterintuition that I like a lot because to me it says that physical retail is important. And it also says so is online, right? Which is what this show is all about. So you have two sides here, both of which know their respective areas very well. Um right. and and so it, it provides a lot of you know ground for the two to explore together. And it kind of calls to mind, like when we've said a lot on the show, like Omnichannel channel retailing breeds, breeds strange bedfellows right and like strange partnerships right. partnerships right. That you wouldn't expect to happen this is a great example of that because yeah farfetch sure. now wins farfetch yeah farfetch now wins if bergdorf wins right and then if bergdorf right. wins then more of a connection with neiman's and then does neiman and farfetch both win so i like how they're both equally yoked in trying to understand what the omni-channel future is bringing the best that they know online Bringing the best at these—I these, mean, these are great physical store retailers in the luxury yes. space.
0: Yes, so for th- sure. A
1: lot. I think there's a lot to like about this in the long run.
0: Yeah, that's such a good point too. Like, there's there's rebirth happening, especially when we saw like what's been happening with Saks, what's been happening with Barney's, like all of these other luxury mm-hmm. retailers. It seems like are just on this like downward slope, but then you have this like this awakening happening for the luxury department store. I love it. I think it's fun.
1: Yeah, it it Uh, makes me think. Well, yeah, just one last point. It makes me think Farfetch is playing a different game here, like because it's counterintuitive but smart, and I just love that.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I'm curious to see hear what our audience thinks of that. So, if you guys have thoughts on this, please let us know. Um, Okay, headline number three, Chris. Jor has formed an exclusive partnership with Lily AI. So, according to a joint press release, Jor, the world's leading digital wholesale platform and data exchange has announced an exclusive plat- partnership with Lily AI, the retail industry's most robust AI-powered image attribution and co- customer intent platform for e-commerce. This was definitely from a joint press release, that is for sure. <laughs> um, with the implementation, JOR platform users will be able to significantly reduce the time dedicated to manually taking products and this advanced integration will also allow retailers to better plan assortments in less time and to optimize product discovery on their e-commerce sites. Now, Chris, we know our avid listener of OmniTalk and one of our favorite people on the planet, Kristen Sevilla from JOR, the CEO. She She's been on this for a while. This is a really exciting development for Kristen and her team. But what do you think about this one?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of bummed this week. I feel like this show doesn't have any any stories where I'm going to rant like I did last week at the Instacart, you know? Like I I this is another story that's that I okay. love. I think you do? I think, you do? We you think do? Can keep you at a Yeah, gotta, you, you gotta don't give, the on, give the you don't fans what they want and come on. Got to give the fans what they want. Yeah, they don't want to rant want every week. week. No, no, no. Rant. Come on, I mean, okay. well, I guess I We'll find something, I something rant All right. Well, I'm sure I'll find something by the time the show's over. But anyway, I love this story, it's great too. I mean, like you said, we've covered Jour, we've covered Kristen, the CEO before. And for those that don't remember, Jour is the platform that connects brands to retailers online. Almost the way I described is like obsoleting the trade show, so to speak, in a lot of right. ways. Where Virtual drama, showrooming. Yeah. The, the, you, can, you can be a retailer and you can connect to the platform and get visibility to all the products that you could put into your store, into your online universe. And now they're putting this cool spin on the offering, which is which is essentially that they'll use visual AI to put the product tags onto the products well on your website. So that that means you can get better traffic to them through search, you can get better conversion and possibly also the other point that's important in this less returns over time because people are more confident in what they're purchasing based on what they're shopping for and what they're reading as they're shopping. So, you know, and I mean, I just love that because it's a little tweak that is very competitively differentiating to me. And yes. also, you talked about you talked about visual AI in this context at Shot Talk on stage, singling yes. it out as this use case specific is one of the five things people need to pay attention to. So you were incredibly clairvoyant, yeah. not knowing this was going to happen, and then a week later, boom, here you go.
0: I would not say that I am clairvoyant, but I would say that I keep really smart people like Kristen Cebilia in my network so that I can hear these types of applications. What she's doing with Jor and Lily. In in my like ecosystem, I think this is one of the smartest applications that we've seen. Now, I think when vi- people think of visual AI, visually, visual search, they think of Google Lens or Amazon, where you take a picture of some product out in the world, and then you're served up that product or the closest thing to it. And this is such a smarter execution, like going to the base level. How do you make my products more searchable by customers, like you said, how do I provide better product recommendations because I have the access to those attributes, more, much more attributes than they could before? And then how are you also kind of getting your products ready for the, the continued customer adoption of something like the Google Lens or the, the Amazon visual product search? So I absolutely love this.
1: Yeah, I 100% agree. I mean, we've been talking about this. I mean, our very first video we shot at, at Starbucks using Amazon's visual yes. search recognition <laughs> technology through right. the mobile phone. Remember that? And, I you know, do, yeah. And that was visual search. But the reason we shot that was because, yes, this is so important. Like This is the most immediate application of visual AI technology that can immediately improve, again, traffic, uh, tra- traffic conversion. That's what I'm looking for. Thank right. God. Conversion. conversion. Lower returns, like it can do all those things, and it's so easy to implement if you have the right partners. Like every retailer should every retailer that runs an e-commerce website, in my opinion, should be looking at this technology and this application. So kudos to Kristen and Jure for making it a point of differentiation. All right, and let's go to headline number four. Let's do it. Kroger is launching a restaurant division, restaurant delivery division out of Dallas, yes. according to a Kroger press release what it's calling Kroger restaurant supply will offer an alternative for small restaurants to order in large quantities that have highly variable pricing and require deliveries on a set schedule. Jay Schrager, hopefully I'm saying his name, right. Apologies. If I'm not the director of Kroger technology and digital e-commerce accelerators said, quote, this new service will bring our fresh assortment directly to regional businesses, all at consistent prices, product availability and delivery cadence they can count on end quote. That sounds like right out of the PR press book. (laughs) <laughs> uh, regional restaurants, bakeries, and catering companies are invited to take part in this service that offers free next day delivery on all orders of $250 or more. Now, and mm. I got news for you though. And this might be bad news because uh, I think this is one of the toughest on the spot questions we've had. Yes. You get the AM question of the week Great. this week. And Great. here it is. Kroger's restaurant supply appears to be pretty disruptive to traditional wholesale food service suppliers by potentially solving solving, Jesus, solving for big <laughs> legacy issues like inconsistent pricing and stockouts. So the question for you is what needs to be true to make this a significant revenue stream and to put a major dent in the food service sector? The floor is now yours, and woo. Okay,
0: I think I have to answer this with one word, and that is scale. Like can they get mass adoption from all of these? Can they get the, the restaurants, the regional restaurants, the caterers to leave the big, you know, two U.S. foods and Cisco's of the world who are like the dominating U.S. suppliers of wholesale restaurant food? Can they get people to break away from this? I kind of think they can. And the, the like proxy that I'm using for this is Costco business centers. Are you, have you been to a Costco business center? We have
1: one of the 15 in, in the US wow. in Minneapolis. I have not, but I can remember you telling me ad nauseum about your visit to one. But please. Yes. Sure. <laughs> I mean, okay, it's pretty
0: great. And you think you about it. You loved okay, it.
1: You couldn't stop I, talking about it.
0: I know. It's, it's different assortment. It's definitely catering to like the giant, like they have like hanging slabs of meat there. I mean, it's like it's catering to that small restaurant, right. but you can get it whenever you want it. You can run there. They open at seven AM. They're open earlier than most of the other Costco's are, and I think that it provides for the same reason that like stores exist for us. You know, just regular consumers. Like if you need something, you run out of beef, or your supplier, you know, doesn't have enough to give you that day. Like you can still run to this place. And yes, it's maybe not as low priced as the alternative, the bigger companies, but you can have it. You can still offer that to your customers. So. I think that this could definitely work, especially as like we're seeing, you know, o- uh, Kroger and Okado like expand their network. If you can kind of build up mass and supplement, um, you know, some of those those customer orders in these new areas that they're getting to with these restaurant orders, like I think this could be pretty big.
1: Yeah, that's a sixty-four thousand dollars question to me. You hit it right in the head, right. and like I think price, you have to be competitive. Like that, you say what has to be true. I think you got to be competitive in the restaurant industry for them to want to use you because the margins right. are tough in the restaurant industry. That's a tough business. But the point about Ocado is really interesting to me because the other part about this that I don't think it was getting enough attention, or the reporters that were the the reports on this haven't dug into this yet enough. And maybe somebody out there knows they're doing this in Dallas, which coincidentally <laughs> is where they've been doing a lot of their Ocado activity. So. And I don't know this well enough to say what scales and what doesn't between grocery delivery and restaurant delivery, but I have to imagine there's some overlap when you go up the supply chain into the facilities and the warehousing to be able to service both of those very efficiently. And so it could just be a nice value add here through the combination and the partnership with Ocado and what they're doing with automation. So I think it's fascinating to watch. Like it really is. It could just be a new, new space for Kroger entirely. Great point,
0: Chris. Yeah, that's that's going to be that's good digging. Good Angela smoothing. Did I
1: smooth it, well as, and?
0: as we as we said once upon a time. Yeah. Um, okay, Chris. Let's go to headline number five because you love this, and I most certainly do not. Uh, oh, wow. Alexa! All right. Well, now I'm already spoiling it. I'm telling. People yes, you are. I think you're telling your thoughts. So, uh, I am. I am. So, Alexa will now give advanced notification on deals, Chris. According to Retail Dive, Alexa will notify users up to 24 hours in advance of a deal becoming available for eligible items on their wish list, in their shopping cart, or saved for later. If given permission, Amazon also says that the device can also order a customer's desired item using the payment method and delivery address that's saved on their
1: account. Why do you love this so much? Well, and first of all, I love it because it's like, Oh look, there's an Alexa sighting. There's an Alexa sighting. What happened to Alexa over the last few years? Like I almost forgot about she her, gone. even though she's sitting on my <laughs> counter. She gone? Yeah, but yeah. You know, I mean, I, the thing I, here's the here's the thing. I do like this because it's in Amazon's ethos, is how I describe it. Most retailers, okay, most retailers would never have even have the guts to tell their customers, "Hey, a deal's coming. You should wait to buy this, or you should buy it tomorrow." Right? Like because they want to capture that extra margin. Most retailers would be totally anathema at even thinking about this idea. And but Amazon doesn't because Amazon puts the customer first. Now, was it going to blow the doors off? Probably not, but it hints at the psychology of wanting to get deals that is very, very real. And I'm hopefully mm-hmm. that I'm hopeful, and I'm hopeful that this experimentation will lead to other things done by other retailers apply to their own businesses somehow, whether it be in app, through text messaging notifications, all those things that are just as equally valuable in retailing for the customer at the end of the day than, say, Alexa sitting on the counter. So I think it's a big deal with Alexa. Not really, but I think it's cool as an idea psychologically to hook a consumer in a new way. And I give mm. kudos for trying it. But you're not sold. Why? I, I almost feel like that's a universal truth. It's undebatable. So, like, what's your take here? I think it's just annoying. Like, I, I, I think the ideas I, annoying.
0: I don't think it's novel. Like digital weekly ads are doing this for everybody the day before you know like those come out on saturday yeah the they come paper, out the day it launches the, saturday, the sunday yeah, morning paper yeah. saturday night like it's not that big of a deal will they start to see some lift from this probably i mean yeah i guess if i'm being annoyed by alexa like hey you've got toilet paper is going on sale tomorrow do you want to buy toilet paper i'll be like maybe yeah but there's still friction here and that's what i don't like about it you have to have this stuff on your wish list like that's another question. That you've
1: already done that. That's not friction. You've already done that. You've already done that. Yeah. So you, you've if you've added
0: it to your, yeah, but then that's you have to like, it, but it's not like they're just going to
1: tell me like,
0: I want they're not more. just going to know
1: your mind.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: you want them exactly. to know your mind. Okay. I do.
0: Okay. Yeah. No, but I mean, that's the thing. Like they're not just going to be like, Hey, Ann, you last ordered toilet paper on this day. It's going on sale tomorrow. Do you want to order it? This is like, I have to actively put all this stuff. On my wish list, and then it will activate it. Like, it's still there's still the friction for me of doing it. Um, but I mean, I'm probably gonna be wrong, and it'll probably work, and it'll go getting for Amazon. Yeah, but
1: so. see, I, yeah, last I don't, I don't see, I don't get the rationale there because I don't think you're a list shopper really. Like, you're not one of these like ardent list shoppers, at least from my knowledge of you. But there are people that do that, and so for those people that do that, they've already taken the effort to do it, and now you're saying hey, this is on sale. You told us you wanted it. You should buy it now. That's great. And that's what I, retailers well, don't do because they don't have the guts to do that because they want to capture the full reg price business. Whereas Amazon yeah. doesn't care and Amazon always puts the customer first, which I love. All right, Ann.
0: It's only 24 hours ahead of time. Let's I don't the, think that's
1: like, yeah. We got to close go. up this show, yeah. because gotta for, those, close for those that actually are watching this, we had to switch... Video streams in the middle because it was so damn hot. My computer overheated. I had to go into a room and had to go into a room. We've got all kinds of technical difficulties on the show, but thanks for sticking with us. I know our audio probably hasn't been the best, but and let's do the lightning round.
0: All right. So Fabletics, Chris announced Swim and and a shapewear partnership with Lizzo this past week. What Lizzo song gets your life pumping on the Peloton, Chris?
1: Oh my God. Oh my God. I, and I only know one Lizzo song. I have no idea what its name is, but I'm going to try to sing it for you, and I hope you'll join Oh in with me right now. You're making me point. do this solo? Come on, Ann. You no, know what song no. I'm talking about. This is from my good buddy, Carl Boutet, who threw this out on LinkedIn this week. I do my hair toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Feeling good as hell. Oh feeling
0: good oh as hell. I, I think I have to just give you points that you actually know Lizzo's song. song.
1: Yeah, dude. I know that. I'm We're sorry. All right, let's go on fast. All answer right. your question and fast the easy checkout startup that raised over a hundred million dollars with revenue only in the range of six figures just shut down whoa oh, what is one thing you wish you were quote-unquote faster at
0: Oh, uh, i would say recovery of
1: all kinds i'm feeling
0: the age feeling it we did a workout yesterday we did a joint uh, peloton yesterday we did the joint Peloton. We even shared headphones at one point. Um, and I am so sore. So yes, I would say I'd like I'd like to get some more fast recovery. All right, all right. Um, okay, Chris. Chipotle announced a new promotion that lets Roblox players roll virtual burritos into real food. Chris, have you? I know that you have an actual written out list
1: of the right and wrong ingredients for a burrito. What are they? Yes, you're right. I do keep a, I keep a list. It's on my iPhone. It says it's so like weird. The, the X number of ways to F up a burrito. I literally have this on my phone. I but am the, aware. And the number one ingredient that Fs up a burrito is too much salad, too much lettuce. Like, <laughs> It pisses me off when there's like big green leafy things in a burrito, and you bite into it, and the whole lettuce leaf comes out of your mouth or comes to your mouth through the burrito. It's awful. It's terrible. It it can't. It needs to stop. It's a practice. It needs to be stopped. It's common at co-ops in Minneapolis, which shall remain nameless. But it pisses me off every time. All right, Ann. Let's close this up. A recent study says that candy sales rose eleven and a half and a half percent last year. So I've got a two parter for you to end the show. Okay. All right. Well, what was your go-to candy in 2021 Mm -hmm. and two, have you thought any more about why you eat your Skittles (laughs) three at a time? Because I'm still effing baffled by it.
0: Oh God. No. Um, I, my go-to candy was probably Sour Patch Kids because I mean, they're amazing. And No, i am even weirded out by it like the more i think about the you thought about this didn't you last week i did yeah i talked to my son about it like on spring break and i'm and he's like that is so weird why you do that and i'm really yes i am very perplexed and did it it entice you to
1: feedback it didn't entice you to feedback it never never feed it probably entice you (laughs) because you're like i'm weird with three i'm gonna go one at a time all right i got you No. no All right, well, that closes us up. Happy birthday today to Jackie Chan, Russell Crowe, and to the woman that is putting her ex, Jeff Bezos, post divorce to shame, Mackenzie Scott. Remember, uh, if yeah. you could only, we <laughs> yeah, have, right? Remember, if you can only read or listen to one retail blog in the business, make it Omnitalk. Our Fast Five podcast is the quickest, fastest rundown of all the week's top news. And our twice weekly newsletter tells you the top five things you need to know each day and also features special content exclusive to us and just for you. And it fits all within the preview pane of your inbox. You can sign up today at www.omnitalk.blog. Thanks as always for listening in. Please remember to like and leave us a review wherever you happen to listen to your podcast or on YouTube. Yes, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts so we can continue rocking up the charts ahead of the retail. Yes. And others. Maybe we'll give you a special shout out or something if you give us a review. Yeah, we'll give like, you a special shout out for a review. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Let us know when you drop a review. Just email us at info at redarcheretail.com. And of course, as always, and be careful out there.
0: The Yummy Tech Fast Five is a Microsoft-sponsored podcast. The Microsoft Cloud for Retail connects your customers, your people, and your data across the shopper journey, delivering personalized experiences and operational excellence. And it's also brought to you in association with the a Consumer and Retail Group. The a and Consumer and Retail Group is a management consulting firm that tackles the most complex challenges and advances its clients, people, and communities toward their maximum potential. CRG brings the experience, tools, and operator-like pragmatism to help retailers and consumer products companies be on the right side of disruption. And Takeoff. Takeoff is transforming grocery by empowering grocers to thrive online. The key is micro-fulfillment, small robotic fulfillment centers that can be leveraged at a hyper-local scale. Takeoff also offers a robust software suite so grocers can seamlessly integrate the robotic solution into their existing businesses. To learn more, visit Takeoff.com. And finally, Sezzle. Sezzle is an innovative buy now, pay later solution that allows shoppers to split purchases into four interest-free payments over six weeks. To learn more, visit Sezzle.com.